0: And today is the day it all ended. Well, that sounds a little dramatic, but uh, is it like that, Sam Webster? You've climbed off your bike and you've given it away. I suppose congratulations on a fantastic career and what a decision to make. What drove that? And welcome to the show.
1: Thank you very much, Darcy. Uh, For me, retiring was something that I didn't take lightly. I made sure that I gave myself the time to really consider uh, all of the options that lay in front of me and I knew with Paris's Olympic qualification starting in February that it was something that I needed to make a decision on quite quickly I didn't want to spend time turning up to training and taking up resource and opportunity from others just while I kind of make up my mind and then if I decided to walk away part way through the qualification so I really gave myself the time to think everything through and ultimately the sport has shifted along it's constantly getting faster, the riders are getting more powerful and I'm not able to be as competitive as I once was, and I feel that I've reached the maximum of my potential and am very happy to call it a day on competitive racing and move on to new challenges.
0: So, as far as your age is concerned, is this around about the time cyclists give up the ghost? Or are you a little young? I are mean, you 31 now? Is this about right?
1: For track sprinters, I would say it's around about right. Uh, I was fortunate that I was able to come into the national team and be racing at the world championship level from 18 so if anything I probably got into it a little bit younger than most but to have had a career over 14 years is um, yeah something that I'm hugely proud of and something that I always strive to make the most of my career and the opportunity while it was there and I'm just really happy from everything I achieved over that time.
0: Sam, it sounds like a decision based on being selfless and being a team man, not just with your team, but with the wider team of New Zealand cycling. Would that be reasonably
1: accurate? Uh, I think that that's what it takes in sport, that you can't just always take from an environment and to understand what is high performance is that you have to be giving to an environment and every member in that environment has to be giving energy to really make sure that everyone can thrive. So, yeah, I didn't want to be a passenger on a journey that I was uncertain of and something that I know for myself that it wouldn't have been fulfilling for me to continue turning up to training and having these what-ifs in the back of my head if I continued, oh, is this the right decision or not? So I I really knew ultimately that, yeah, it it was time for me and also that how I have lived my career and kind of things I've valued throughout my career is that when I'm at training and when I'm taking those actions that it's all in and it felt like it was the right time to to step away as I feel that yeah it's no longer time to be all in on competitive racing.
0: So does that mean full time off your bike or is there a chance you move to a different cycling discipline?
1: Uh, That'll be full off the bike for racing competing competition for me it'll be Maintaining a really healthy relationship with the sport and a love for racing my bike, but beyond that, it'll be watching the racing, no longer partaking in the racing, and just riding for fun.
0: As far as the decision is concerned, sounds like you made a very good one as well. How many people did you bring into your group and discuss this? It wasn't just your own decision, or was it?
1: Uh, I spent a lot of time kind of evaluating things in my head, but certainly. My wife, Stacy, played a a huge role in it. And then also having Ethan Mitchell, who recently retired, to kind of keep him in the loop on what I was thinking and bounce some ideas off him. So it was very much a a tight-knit thing. And then also um, the psychologist um, that I've worked with for a number of years, Dave Galbraith, talking him through my process and where I was at throughout the journey, then, then really helped me know that I'd made the right decision in the right time and also... Had opportunity to kind of speak what I was thinking, which then also gave it further perspective, rather than just having these thoughts in my head, but not necessarily knowing quite how to action them how I wanted to.
0: Is it possible, Sam Webster, to look back at your career and it's been full of highlights, and just zero in on one of them that says that's what it all meant to me?
1: It would be 2014, winning the world our first world championship in Cali, Colombia. That was the moment where Ethan Eddie, I and I achieved what we had said in those meetings with the whiteboard for a number of years. This is what we want to achieve. We'd written it down on our uh, IPP or KPI forms. That was what we were setting up to achieve for a season. And they were lofty ambitions, and I'm sure lots of people would have laughed at us if they had, a, had the opportunity to read those bits of paper years before. But for us to kind of come together and put our minds together and also the team that was around us, both leading into that and during that time was something that was incredible and to really achieve something that was quite pure in the boyhood dream of wanting to achieve at that level since I was 14, 15. So, yeah, I think certainly that one was the the first big result that we had as a team, but also the most special to me.
0: One of the scariest things you can hear as a parent is quiet. But if you do get a little quiet time, have a listen to The Parenting Hangover.